Okay, so we're in a doll factory, right? It kind of reminds me of that movie, The Leprechaun. You remember with that little oh, guy yeah. who goes, I'm the well, leprechaun. <laughs> Garth, I'm the leprechaun. Cool it, okay. I'm the leprechaun. Stop it, all right. Don't try and steal me, Patago. Why do you Stop hang around it, with these guys? Man. Because they're fun. If I wanted a guy that was all drive and ambition, I could have stayed in Hong Kong. Back there, guys like that are 12 for 10 cents. You mean a dime a dozen? Maybe where you shop. I think you underestimate them. They're really sharp. Stop it, leprechaun man! Go, chill, chill, chill. Who the gold monsters did you, sweetie? I'm not, sweetie. Stop it, sweetie. Sweetie, come on, sweetie. Come on, pixie dust, pixie dust. Sweetie, it's me. It's me. The leprechaun. Oh yeah, these guys really sharp. Want to leave, but I'm can't. Want to move? Where are you gonna move? Get, get away, leprechaun! Are you gonna move man. to Ireland? Because I'm the leprechaun. Lights, camera, action! Welcome back to another episode of Happy Hour Films. As you all know, I am Ross Bacon. I'm joined by my co-host Mike McGuigan. Mike, say hi. How's everyone doing? And as you should know by now, we're two idiots who talk about movies while we drink beer and other things. And this week we continue Horror October with our lesser horror icons and. In more ways than one, this is definitely a lesser horror icon in the Leprechaun. Yeah, this almost made me feel bad for including Pinhead in lesser horror icons. Right. Yeah, and even then, like, because the next one we're going to do is uh, Chucky, you know? It's Chucky's up there. He, he's one of the big dogs as well, but it's like, oh, oh, man, the Leprechaun. The oh, Leprechaun. Good old Warwick Davis. This is how he paid for his 12 mansions. <laughs> But um, all right. So before we get even, we get into even kind of talking about this horrifying franchise. We need Let's, alcohol. Uh, yeah, we need to talk about what we're drinking. So, Mike, what do you, what did you just crack open? Okay, so taking the advice that my friend gave me the other week, and I am doing three different pumpkin beers. Oh. All all of my iconic glasses are making an appearance tonight. <laughs> Because I don't have, like, a tasting set. So I was like, all right. (laughs) Okay, okay. So first one I'm going to taste. I'm going to run through the tasting of all three really quick. Okay. And then I'm going to make a little bit of a concoction for the remainder of the episode. Okay. So first one, if you follow our social media pages, uh, you saw me, hopefully you saw me put this on. I think I put it on our Facebook and our Instagram story that I tried uh eight and sand something pumpkin and like because the first two times i reviewed eight and sand i had stomach issues i feel like i never gave them a fair review but there's something pumpkin is the front runner for pumpkin beer of the year all right all right there you go it's exactly what i'm looking for in a pumpkin beer it's refreshing it's not overly sweet but definitely has that pumpkin taste and i feel like i could drink a good amount of it um so yeah, Ainsen is Woodbury, New Jersey. Uh, it's ale brewed with pumpkin, vanilla, lactose, and spices with about 6% alcohol. That's about where I want my pumpkin beer to be. Yeah, that's usually right around the best. The next one is from a brewery that I haven't done before. Uh, it is from Ludlam Island Brewery, which is in Ocean View, New Jersey. Sure. Uh, and it is brewed in collaboration with Harry and Bean's Coffee, and it is a pumpkin spiced latte ale. That, does that say Becky on the on the can? Yep, it's designed to look like a uh, like a coffee uh, Starbucks coffee. Cup oh, okay, beer. gotcha. So the first, so Eight and Sam got my Michael Myers Halloween glass. Uh, the uh, Ludlam Island is getting the Doctor Brew Little's mug. There you go. Nice, nice. Ooh, that's... Hmm. Ooh. <laughs> that's, it's sweeter than than something pumpkin from Main 10. Like, it's definitely more pumpkin-y. Okay. It's, it tastes really good, too. Um, oh, that's going to be a tough one to pick between because, like, they both... This one is definitely more pumpkin beer tasting. 
and it hits the flavor I want, but I don't think I could drink as much of it as I could with the eight and sand. Oh, okay. All right. And the last one is from Magnify Brewing. And this is a double chocolate pumpkin milk stout, cheesecake mm. milk stout. Cheesecake milk stout. Okay. And uh, I'm not a stout person, but I figured I had to try at least one pumpkin stout. Right. Especially if it's a cheesecake pumpkin stout. As far as stouts go, that's really good. It's not overly coffee tasting. Um, not going to be my pick for pumpkin beer of the year just because I am not a stout person. But if you are, I would recommend it. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. All right. Got the alcohol content you got there. This one is an 8%er. 8%? Holy hell. I mean, there's been higher. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So those are the three I'm going to be reviewing this week. Um, If I had to rank them right now, it's tough to rank the Ludlam Island and Eight and Sand because they're they're number one and two for me right now. And I'm not sure which one's going to come out in number one. And then the Stout, it's a good effort. And if you are a Stout person, this very well might be your favorite pumpkin beer, but it's not mine. All right. All right. Well, as I said last episode, I was going to try to make all of my October beers Marzins of some kind or Oktoberfests of some kind. Well, that quickly went to shit because when we came back from our vacation in New Orleans, which saw Nicholas Cage's Pyramid Tomb, it is glorious. <laughs> and it's hilarious because everyone there hates the fact that it exists. It's amazing. I love it. That's, but, uh, of course, that's the only... Only text I get from Ross on his trip is him with a picture of the with the pyramid tomb. It's such it's such an obnoxious pyramid in the middle of this like old school old ass cemetery in St. Louis Cemetery Number One, and Marie Laveau, like the voodoo queen, uh, voodoo priestess of New Orleans, she's buried there as well. There's like a legendary jazz musician whose tomb got broken into the like uh, about six years ago, which is why you have to actually take a tour now to actually see this thing, but. Like, it was the only reason. It was, like, it was 50 bucks for the tow bus. It was 25 bucks a piece. And, like, that was, like, the only reason I wanted to go into this tour, just to see this tomb. And I was, like, you know what? It's worth it. 50 bucks is worth it. He paid, like, a million bucks cash for it. It sits over two different plots. So he he took up someone else's plot, too, to drop this godforsaken thing in there. And it's it's absolutely hilarious. But, um, but so when we got home from our vacation, I had, uh, my final box of my beer of the month club, um, subscription waiting for me. So ironically enough, one of the beers in that is flying fish (laughs) (laughs) and it's, and it's one of the beers is one that I've already done like a couple times on this show. But, um, the other brewery is called bent river brewing company. And apparently it's from Chicago or Rock Island, Illinois, wherever that is. And it's 6.4, but it is an uncommon stout is what it's called. And it is a oatmeal stout with coffee. And it's, it's as black, as dark as night. You know, it's, it's, it's a dark stout. It's dark beer. It tastes and like a stout. Day and blackest night. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> blackest eyes, like the devil's eyes, you know, it's, it, it's nothing, literally nothing special about it. It's just a straight up stout. It's fine. And I'm probably going to have one of them and switch to their other beer, which was a blonde. But so because, and because Leprechaun is a very disappointing franchise, I figured I'd be disappointing it, with my beer choices this week. Disappointing franchise. You see, I don't think it is because to be a disappointing franchise, you have to have expectations. I mean, you ex- you expect a movie with these, and you never Dude, get it. <laughs> I think you set your sights too high. <laughs> I don't know, man. I was I was expecting something, but um, it's there are eight, eight movies in this franchise. Eight. That's like there's ten Hellraiser movies. There are eight Leprechaun movies. But, oh my so, god! Last week I watched more of the Hellraisers than Ross. This week. You watched one more of the Leprechauns than I did, and you know what? I got the winning end of that bargain. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> you are definitely fine. And I just and watched... thank God to Dead Meat Podcast because yeah, they I don't know how they did it. They made it through all of these, all yeah. of them. <laughs> they watched this, so we didn't have to, but we did anyway. Yeah, but yeah, and I I only got the chance to watch one of those the Kill Counts, and I did it for the newest one. 
which is like 2018. It's like Leprechaun Returns or something, yeah. where it basically pulls what the Halloween 2018 did, where it ignores everything but the first one and goes back to like being a direct sequel to the original. But okay, so I watched, we both watched the original and we both watched uh, Leprechaun in the Hood. And then I watched Leprechaun 4, Leprechaun in Space. And then I watched, like I said, the Kill Count for the newest, uh, the newest one. That's I because Ross watched Leprechaun for Leprechaun in Space. I had to at least watch the Kill Count, and it was hard to get through the Kill Count. That it's, movie, it seems like all right, Leprechauns in Space. How are you going to make this thing boring? And everything about it is boring. It's amazing. <laughs> it's really amazing, and. I mean, we can, we'll get to in between the OG and in the hood, but when when your movie called Leprechaun in the Hood from 2000, starring only Ice T, <laughs> and he's barely even in the movie, when that is your best film in the franchise, it's that's a dark day. That is a dark day because the Leprechaun raps in that, and it is bad (laughs) but it's at least entertaining (laughs) yeah that's the thing it's like someone put the effort into it but let's get back to let's let's kick it off with the original the og which was from 1993 directed by this dude mark jones who also did a movie called rumple stiltskin so someone clearly was like hey man you're good at working with like tiny little people mystical creatures let's do a Rumpelstiltskin one which is probably the exact same thing as this movie but with Rumpelstiltskin in it and then he did uh some episodes of that Nightman TV series whatever the hell that was and whatever these movies are called Quiet Kill Triloquist and Scorned and it's like what (laughs) talking about a movie like a career beginning and dying with one movie and it's the only reason anybody even knows about this guy. There's the gigantic fishbowl from Mike. But the only reason anybody even knows about this guy is, or this movie is because it's Jennifer Aniston's feature film debut. Yeah. And I would argue that she's barely even in this movie as well <laughs> until like sucks. the second half. <laughs> you don't get a likable protagonist until in the hood. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because she's, I mean, my personal feelings for Jennifer Aniston is that I don't like her. I mean, I only really like her in uh, Office Space. But in this, she plays like a little stuck-up bitch daddy's girl. And it's perfect because that's who I usually picture Jennifer Aniston being. you know. And then that's who Rachel is in Friends. And it's like the Friends was the next year from this. Yes. So it's, it's, it's also a case that this movie was filmed in like 91 or something and didn't get released until 93. But Friends started in 94. And for the longest time and i think to this day she's still like yeah no i didn't make that movie and everybody's like well look that's you on the poster right she's like no i didn't make that movie and warwick davis is looking at her like bitch bitch, you made the movie come on what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) that's one thing i have to say for this franchise that i can say at least one thing in its favor warwick davis i he's going all out and i approve rules (laughs) dude rules it's the weirdest thing though and it's most apparent in in the hood because in in Leprechaun in the Hood, he speaks in rhyme. Mm-hmm. In the other movies, he does not speak in rhyme. <laughs> well, the, lore, the lore between the movies is uh, a bit fishy because, like, the first one, it's like four leaf clovers. That's how it's non-existent. Know. There is no connecting tissue other than Warwick Davis to any of these movies. <laughs> The second one, you find out wrought iron is right. right. And you actually get more of a. Uh, you eventually kind of get more lore for the leprechaun. Right, which is weird because none of these stories connect. Yeah, they're almost like an. It's almost like an anthology series that just happens to star the same guy as the villain. <laughs> so they're th- three, and in the hood, connect with the medallion. And that's about it. Yeah. yeah. But, but apparently also has a golden flute. Yeah, yeah, the fucking flute, Jesus Christ. But yeah, I mean, when when we have all these questions about In the Hood, yet it still makes the most sense. It's yeah. That's the scariest part. Because this movie is less of a horror movie than a stupid comedy 
with like sudden bursts of violence in it. And it's, it's kind of insane, but it does have one of the better deaths in it. I would say, argue that the best death is Leprechaun in Space, which if you watch the Kill Count, Mike, you probably know which one I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I have a story about that one too. But Death by Pogo Stick happens yeah. in this movie. And it's like, oh, all right. That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> that's, um, two gets a pretty good one too. Yeah. But- that's uh he basically makes this guy have a vision that a girl is taking his top off and her top off and he's like yeah she's telling him to like basically suck on her tits and that her tits are actually like razor sharp fans that he's just making him blindly walk into jesus (laughs) okay it's like it's like jigsaw (laughs) (laughs) fucking jigsaw leprechaun (laughs) but and then one of the funniest things and you don't see it until the end credits this movie gets a couple great special thanks in it. One of which is George Lucas <laughs> because we let Warwick Davis do this movie while he was under contract for Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you gotta you gotta figure Warwick Davis is probably like, dude, George, I got this I got this other franchise, maybe or this other show. I'm a leprechaun, I'm a star, it's gonna be great. He's like, and George's like, Yeah, sure, go do it. He's like, it's just if it sucks, leave my name out of it. It's like, no, 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 no. It'll be fine. We're going to put you special thanks. It's going to be great. And then, like, I bet when it finally came out, George Lucas got loaded, called up Warwick Davis and was like, you motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> you motherfucker. But then we get special thanks to Dan Quayle, <laughs> who was the vice president at the time. And the reason he gets the thanks is because Warwick Davis is British. So he had to like, he had to like put his work visa through <laughs> and he sped up the process. <laughs> it's like, you gotta be kidding me with this. <laughs> you're, you're thanking you're thanking the vice president of the United States in your shitty leprechaun movie. And he agreed to it. <laughs> he was like, sure, I guess. Thank me. <laughs> we could <can> do that. <laughs> Fucking Dan Quayle, man. And for all you kids out there, Google Dan Quayle potato and just laugh because of the simpler times when politics was funny. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't even know that one. Just look it up, and it's it's it involves a spelling error in the word potato, and he is vehemently on the on the side of the wrong, <laughs> the wrong spelling. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's back when you could laugh at politicians, and it wasn't a constant nightmare all the time. <laughs> so, first of all, the leprechaun is the least intimidating quote unquote horror icon ever because he consistently is just getting shot and getting the shit kicked out of him because even chucky is like possessed by the soul of a serial killer you know it's at least there's that and he just looks like the little buddy or my buddy doll or whatever it is but yeah no it's even like the the makeup in this one is bad but the makeup in in the hood actually a little bit better you know, and, and it makes him look well, a little, I, I'm not saying little the scary. Makeup. I'm just saying the character in general. At oh. one point in the first movie, he's just getting the shit kicked out of him by oh, a yeah. fat guy, Jennifer Aniston, a little kid, and I don't know, a douchebag. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, like the main love interest? Yeah. You mean generic hunk number one? <laughs> <laughs> generic hunk who's like a huge fucking. Uh, He's just so not likable. He just seems like the worst. Well, he's like, he's supposed to be like the cool, like the cool farmhand who like knows everything about manly stuff. And like this little city girl who comes up here insulting their, their country ways, you know, (laughs) but it's in North Dakota of places also. It's like North Dakota, you know, that legendary leprechaun hotspot. Now, I want to see a leprechaun movie where we get a little town in Ireland fighting off hordes of evil leprechauns. Exactly. Like, there's no reason for this to be set in North Dakota at all. Like, not even a little bit. And it's there. You've passed over how many states in the country coming from, like, the East Coast over that could at least have 
a couple Irish people in them to get to North Dakota where none none exist. <laughs> so three, the third Leprechaun movie specifically, I would consider watching because it's the Leprechaun in Las Vegas. Leprechaun it in Vegas, yeah, entertaining. Yep, Leprechaun in Vegas. Now, I will say which which movie was it in the Hellraiser franchise that went to space? That was the fourth one. So it's the same for this. They go to space fairly quickly in the franchise, which is nuts because, I mean, well, we haven't seen Halloween ends yet, but I'm I'm confident in saying they're not going to end up in space in that one. It's Jason ends up there in number 10. He's in space. Freddy never gets there, but... I could see Leatherface somehow making its way in one of those remakes in the space, but to see that the Fast and the Furious franchise has more restraint <laughs> than the Leprechaun franchise, I mean, and Hellraiser franchise, it's like, they didn't make it to space until 9. <laughs> yeah, but also, so, <sighs> let's talk about Leprechaun in space a little bit. Okay, Leprechaun Space is Leprechaun number four. Now, he they don't bother to explain why there is a Leprechaun in space. He's just on an alien planet. <laughs> oh, also, if you're wondering why we're already done talking about the first movie, pretty much, it's because there's nothing to talk about. Yeah, nothing happens. Like literally, nothing happens. Like I'm looking up my I'm looking at my notes here, and there's nothing. Like the only thing we mentioned is the fact that his weakness is you have, if you throw shoes at him. He has to polish them. Yeah. And which you, honestly, I wish they kept that. <laughs> right. And if you and if you touch him with a four-leaf clover, he becomes power like immobilized. And that there though there is a good line where it's fuck you, lucky charms. <laughs> That's a good line. But yeah, then it's over and there's nothing worth it. But Leprechaun Space has at least three recognizable characters if you've paid attention to movies and television over the last 30 years. Debbie Dunning is in it because it came out in 1996. Debbie Dunning is in it. If you don't recognize the name, you'll recognize Heidi, I think is her name, her character's name from Home Improvement. She was like the tool girl or whatever. She was the she was the eye candy that was on the show and she was Pamela Anderson's replacement. Um, then if you watch, if you've ever seen the movie Juana Man, it's the guy who plays Juana Man. I mean, I the actor's in a bunch of things, and he's a good enough actor. He's the best actor in the cast. But, like, he plays, like, the black guy, you know, who he plays, because they're all space marines. And then there is, if you watched, um, I think her name is, what the hell is her name? It's Rebecca Jessica Carlton. Con- what, who? Rebecca Carlton. No, I'm talking about uh, Jessica Collins. Oh, oh, yeah. She's Jackie DiNardo on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. (laughs) She's the the really hot um, newswoman that Dennis has a crush on, (laughs) that Dennis is in love with. But she plays like this, the ship scientist. And it's it's basically like someone took aliens, aliens, Mm -hmm. mixed it with a mystery science theater 3000 movie. Or like no, like the interstitial skits in Mystery Science Theater three thousand, and just put them together and throw a leprechaun in. And at one point, there is a character who will—I'll just call horny guy—who is trying to bang Debbie Dunning, and they are together or something. They just want to fuck or whatever. Now, before they go to fuck, we need to rewind to the beginning of this movie. The when leprechaun they initially, quote unquote, kill the leprechaun. When they kill the leprechaun, they kill the leprechaun the first time. They dismember him. He's blown up. This horny guy pisses on his le- on the le- severed leprechaun leg. The leg then does some CGI stuff, and something travels up into up his urine stream into his dick. And the guy's like, "Ooh!" And he kind of does the whole like, "Oh, that was weird." And then he moves on with his life. Later, they are in this little club bar that they have on the spaceship. They're getting drunk. He and Debbie Dunning go off. They're like, "Go off to fuck somewhere." And they start getting hot and heavy. They're you know, doing us. She gets her shirt taken off. No boobs, just to her bra. She shoves her hand down his pants. And he just goes, whoa, okay, hey, take it easy. That hurts. Oh, my. And he's, like, really in pain. So she pulls back. He, like, kind of throws himself against the wall. Next thing you see is his groin area is starting to, like, bulge. 
Then you see little leprechaun hands come popping out of his fly, and he comes flying out of the guy's dick (laughs) and kills him. It is the greatest death in the whole franchise, and it is the only scene that the director, Brian Trenchard Smith, pitched to the studio when he wanted to get this movie made it's the only scene he mentioned he he like acted it out <laughs> and it was in a room full of executives and they were all out yep, they were all looking at him like dude are you insane and the head of the studio was like stone-faced the whole time so he lets him finish and then the guy just goes i fucking love it and breaks into laughter he's like you got the movie <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Of course that's how it was made. <laughs> of all scenes to get Leprechaun for in space. <laughs> pitched now, with. Now, I did watch the kill count on this. And James Agenese brings up the fact that they never refer to him as a Leprechaun. No, they do not. So they, he's literally, there's no reason for this to be a Leprechaun movie. It's nope. literally a shitty Aliens remake. And they're like, let's put a little Irish dude in there. Yeah. And it's it's rough because <laughs> they even, like the CGI. Um, is, I saw a review that said worse than the original PlayStation. Yeah, pretty much. It's like sub, it's like sub asylum on the sci-fi channel, like CGI. It's bad. And you also get a guy that says, I am spider, whatever his name is. I am man spider. <laughs> I believe it is man, Dr. Man spider or mitten spider is what it is. Cause it's supposed to be mitten hand is the doctor. Yeah, doctor I doctor am doctor mitten spider. <laughs> mitten spider. But it's, yeah, there's there's this weird subplot that like like the beginning of the movie starts off with the leprechaun and this alien princess. They're like he's like seducing her, they fall in love. He gets killed, she gets taken by the space marines and experimented on, basically. And all it really involves is them drawing her blood and trying to use it to bring back the rest of the body of this Dr. Mittenhand guy. And it's he's like a pair of shoulders and a right arm and a head. Like that's it. And the rest is like this big like contraption underneath him and they're going to somehow bring back his body or whatever but they need the princess's blood to be able to do it because it can regenerate shit and at one point he gets injected there is a tarantula involved as well and they all get mixed together right and a scorpion they all get mixed together all like the fly and then he becomes mitten spider and it's just this horrible like david cronenberg like nightmare but the leprechaun at one point even gets enlarged with this like a shrink enlargement ray too like it can shrink and make things bigger and all that and it's it was set to wombo when they tried to shrink them yeah it's fucking bad man but it's it wasn't set to mini it was set to wombo you know spongebob i wombo you wombo (laughs) yeah i mean you put spongebob in it would have been much better would have made, made just as much sense, but it would have been much better. That's but, uh, for those of people my age will recognize the Wumbo. Yeah, there you go. But in in this movie, we also get the most gratuitous boobs, I think, in all of horror. If you want to even call it a horror, movie, in all of horror. Now, horror is you want to talk about just the eighties mm-hmm. was the king of the gratuitous nudity. This movie from 1996, at one point, Princess Zarina, she wakes up and she says she she's walking around the leprechaun and then she meets the um, the the remaining uh, Marines, basically, and they're trapped and whatever. And basically, she starts, you know, monologuing at him and she pulls open her top just to flash her boobs and she holds it open. You just stay on her. That's just tits out, whatever. And she's basically saying, you're all going to die, blah, 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 whatever, yada, yada, yada. And then all the guys are like, you know, hey, that's great. You know, they're just staring at her tits. Well, she puts them away. And then somehow, because you have to explain why she just did this for no reason, you find out that in her culture, on her planet, in her uh, alien species, bearing your breasts is the highest of insults or whatever. And it's like, okay, (laughs) I guess. I mean, this is what we're doing here. I guess this is what we're doing, but it's like somebody in 1996 was what had to have been like, okay, I know this is the 90s and things are still bad when it comes to like gratuitous nudity, but this doesn't make any sense. 
<laughs> and even the actress was probably like, look, I don't mind showing my tits, but I agree. It doesn't make any sense. And somebody was probably like, well, make it her culture's fuck you. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's fine. I guess that, that makes everything better. <laughs> I wonder if the Rick and Morty episode where he has the car battery, I wonder if they saw this and decided, huh, we can do that good, though. <laughs> right. It's... God, it's so... I told them, he's flipping them off, I told them this means <clears throat> peace among worlds. Right, exactly, yeah. And it's 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 so weird that... Oh, and then also, there's also a part where Jackie DiNardo, that's, um, that's, like, that's what I'm referring to, so I'm not going to bother with her name. I think I'm pretty, pretty certain it's Jessica Collins. But <clears throat> at one point, she loses her pants, and yeah. she's just in her tank top and underwear for no reason. Yeah. Absolutely no reason. A yeah, uh, spider dude pulls her pants off. <laughs> yep, for absolutely no reason. And the movie ends on the leprechaun being sucked out into space and exploding and his severed finger or hand giving the middle finger to yeah. the to the ship. And it's 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 kind of insane, but at the same time, it's like, well, if you're gonna get three million dollars to make this movie two million of which is going to warwick davis you know (laughs) you have to you have to spend the money somewhere and it's you get a windows 95 computer and you just get a cheap you know cgi artist at the time which didn't exist you know he's making windows screensavers which is what the outside of the ship actually looks like (laughs) yeah yeah no the outside of the ship it reminded me of a so there was a VHS that we had. It was a Chuck E. Cheese movie VHS. Nice, nice. When I was a kid. I believe it was released in like 2001. And the, the, the spaceship effects in this reminded me of the spaceship effects in the Chuck E. Cheese movie. Absolutely. Now, you might be asking yourself, why do I remember this, these effects from a 2001 Chuck E. Cheese movie? Well, me and my friends got drunk one night and I brought out that there was a Chuck E. Cheese movie and they're like, let's go to YouTube and see if we can find this fucker. Yeah, there you go. Of course. Was it there? Yes. Nice. Nice. Well, yeah, it's... It's a better movie than this. <clears throat> no, absolutely. It, it has to be. But there, There's an Italian guy that runs the pizza shop and he has a twin brother that lives on Mars. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> and that twin brother is like the Yoda for cart for uh pod racing in chucky e. cheese's world <laughs> nice so conceivably he could have been in the phantom menace <laughs> That's basically this movie it's like well what if we had the pod racing from the phantom menace and we put chucky e. cheese in it charles entertainment cheese in the star wars universe i kind of like it <laughs> but there's also yeah. a blonde in it that wants to fuck him of course of course you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's Leprechaun's face. It's so, it's the natural progression of the Leprechaun franchise. It's, they were going to be in space at some point. Like there was, it was inevitable, but for yeah, the natural just, progression, <clears throat> it was Dakota, right. some other random town. I don't know, care to know where Leprechaun 2 took place. Las Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> Space. Space. Then back to the hood in, in LA. <laughs> and then the hood goes back to the hood again. Return to the hood because they knew where the good stuff was. <laughs> and then for the remake or the requel or whatever, that's back to North Dakota. Because <laughs> it's it's the same, you know, I you gotta go evil, gotta go home again or whatever. But it's it's bad. It's it's no good at all. And I it's it's crazy because it, it kind of takes a lot of balls to be like, hey, guess what? We're going to space in this one. The only thing we have planned is a leprechaun bursting out of a guy's dick. But other than that, we'll come up with something. You know, it's like a three Fuck million dollars. Go make a movie. Burster. We have a dick burster. Exactly. It's like yeah, three million. Go make a movie. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, so well, let's do a beer check in. Like how's your beer? All right, so I said I'd be making a concoction, and I said all four cups would show up. So the fishbowl is here. Yes. It has all three pumpkin beers in it. Oh. And it turned out amazing. Actually. Nice. Nice. Like, it is, I would maybe vote this as the best pumpkin beer, you know? All right, all right. The combo. Uh, eight and Sand 
Magnify and Ludlam Island. Let's get a collaboration going. There you go. Yeah, just take you know, all your uh, it came out. I made like a uh, <clears throat> what is it? Uh, black and tan with the ales and the uh, the porter, and it tastes delicious. I've also come to the conclusion that Eight and Sand is currently the first place holder. All right, all right. So the top three is Eight and Sand, uh, Ludlam Island, and Glassboro. Nice, nice. Yeah, and my uh, Bent River Uncommon Stout is um, drinking a little bit slower than I like, but then again, it's Leprechaun. I mean, I'm not trying to get crazy with this one, you know. But it's it's good. It's again, it's a standard stout. There's nothing. Nothing fantastic about it, but it's not terrible. You know, it's just, it's fine. <laughs> so now on to the greatest Leprechaun movie ever made, which is Leprechaun in the Hood from 2000, directed by Rob Spira, who did nothing else. And welcome back to the show, Ice T. <laughs> That's in- Welcome back. <laughs> That's how, was Ice T, when we did our own Oscars, was Ice T nominated for Best Supporting Actor? Oh, I don't know, but he probably should have been. That might have been a snub on our part. Could have been, but, you know, <clears throat> for this movie, he definitely gets a, a good supporting actor. Not A definite supporting actor now, because he's definitely kind of in this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's kind of in this. And one of the first things he says is midget Midas motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, Okay, this is Ice T. <laughs> he gets now, it. <laughs> now, with this, I'm like, why are there so many places of people just hiding this le- leprechaun as a statue? Like, why are we just hiding this in a train station wall or something? Well, technically, they did try to like keep this guy away from being found, except yeah. for the fact that someone apparently clearly was eating a fast food meal like <laughs> right next to him. <laughs> within within the time that it took them to find them uh, because like the burger's still like fresh and the one guy's even like the burger's still good <laughs> but, and so we're going back to a uh, no budget movie and this one you can see it the most in terms of sets because you can see over set walls that point and they reuse that quote-unquote club scene <laughs> like that club like with the, where they rap on the stage they reuse that like i think three times to be three different places <laughs> but we also get zombie fly girls <laughs> zombie fly girls which are neither zombies <laughs> Nor flies, nor nor really fly girls. Like even in this, even the in living color definition, they're not even really that. <laughs> it's they have green eyes for some reason. For some reason, well, because they're bewitched. That's why yeah. they are entranced by the leprechaun's powers. Yeah. Uh, so this movie is uh, it's entertaining. <laughs> it is. It is by far the most entertaining one, and it's. It's if anything, it's because again in this one, for no damn reason, Warwick Davis's leprechaun speaks in rhyme <laughs> the entire time. Whereas in the original movie, he barely has an Irish accent at times, and then in the other, like the in space, he has an Irish accent. In this one, he has the accent, and he also speaks in rhyme for some reason. <laughs> All right, so I feel the need to go through the Leprechaun movies and sedate their IMDb scores and Metacritic scores. Oh, dear. So, Leprechaun 1. 4.7 on IMDb and 17 on Metacritic. Okay, okay. (laughs) Leprechaun 2. 4.6 on IMDb. Metacritic didn't even bother. (laughs) Didn't care. They didn't give a shit. No. Uh, Leprechaun 3. Five on IMDb. Hey. Metacritic still didn't bother, but didn't like, eh. because I think this was also the quickest to straight to DVD. I think, I think movie three is, I believe, their first straight to DVD. And Hellraiser, I think, took until four. Yeah, to go straight to DVD. So Leprechaun in Space three point five. That sounds a bit high, but yeah. (laughs) 
uh, <clears throat> Leprechaun in the Hood, three point seven. That's on. That's that's not right because that's this low. is better than the original. It is better than the original. Leprechaun six, Back to the Hood, three point nine. Get out of here. And then, what? Leprechaun Returns. Yeah. Five point Okay, is that that's the what the one from 2018? Yes, or if we forgot Leprechaun Origins, which is 2014. That's three point two. Now, Leprechaun Origins is that the WWE one uh, with Hornswoggle or whatever? Dylan Postal is Leprechaun. Yeah, is is there a character named Hornswoggle or something in there? Uh, I know one of these was sponsored and paid for by the by like Vince McMahon, basically. No, but um, yeah, it's this franchise gets out of the way; it gets out of hand quick. But Leprechaun Origins is in Ireland. That you know, we'll see. There you go, because you got to get the origins of him. <laughs> Which I'm shocked that he have, did. They, I, I'm wondering if they actually filmed in Ireland or if they just made you know Canada stand in for it. <laughs> But um, the thing about this movie, about Leprechaun in the Hood, is from 2000. So we haven't, we are at the end of like, we're at peak ringtone rap, basically, with like 50 Cent is about to be gigantic. Yeah. Eminem is pretty much almost but, at the height of his power. That's and, uh, why, this is post. Marshall Matters LP, but maybe pre-Eminem show or Eminem show just came out. No, this should be right around Marshall Matters LP. It should it's either I think about to come out mm. or it just did. But but it's still past like the NWA era, the Snoop and Dre era of the 90s and all that. But it's before the like like the bling and like the it's before like the rise of aftermath with like 50 cent and yeah but the thing in the so of course it's in the hood so you have to make you have to have rappers and if you have iced tea you have to have rappers in it because he's iced tea and he can't do anything else at this point he's not law and order iced tea yet he's still rapper iced tea pretending to be an actor but the one thing that kills me in this movie is that our main characters are quote unquote positive rappers. Yes. And it's it's like and at one point they are literal Christian positive rappers. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me with this shit. <laughs> yeah, These guys, guys are trying to be large. <laughs> you guys, the Christian positive rappers, there's only one place for you and I'm sorry, middle school students, but it's at assemblies that you're required to go to to tell you not to smoke. Right, exactly, yeah. And I just looked it up, the Marshall Matters LP was May 23rd, 2000. So it's the exact year of this. So for these positive rappers to try to be doing anything in the year 2000, with Eminem standing there basically just saying, fuck you, I am God. <laughs> you know, there is, you will be nothing. <laughs> you are no one. <laughs> you will never be big. <laughs> so I found that Ron Tomatoes has the tomato meter of bad to worst for Leprechaun movies. Okay. Now, I want to say that this one is probably, I think it's like 17% or something like that. Uh, I think we're going with audience ratings. Oh, okay, okay. So Leprechaun Returns is apparently the best according to audiences with a 45%. It's the most like actual horror movie of them all. Yeah. You know, and it's, that's the 2018 one. Yep. This comes Leprechaun in the Hood is the second best according to the audiences of Rotten Tomatoes with a 33%. There you go. There you go. They know what they're doing. Leprechaun Back to the Hood is number three on the best with 20%. Of course. Of course it is. Leprechaun is at, oh, oh, they, they're not going in order. 
So Leprechaun Back to the Hood has a 20%. Original Leprechaun has 27%, but they listed Leprechaun as a worse movie than Back to the Hood. That's because it is. It's not good. (laughs) It is not good at all. All right. Then we get Leprechaun 2 has 6%. Yeah, it makes sense. (laughs) Leprechaun 3 does not have a rating. Makes makes even more sense. (laughs) Leprechaun Origins has 0%. Of course. And Leprechaun 4 in space is listed as the worst. Yup, I can say it. Yeah, it absolutely is. But it's, I mean, and that's, again, in this movie, we have a main character who is a positive rapper. He says the word positive a thousand times in the first 10 minutes of this movie. And he's like a walking, like, white woman's vision board, you know? It's yeah. it's like, you are an awful character, dude. There's no way. This actor should have been like, you know what? I am going to kill myself rather than be in this movie. <laughs> now, I, and, of course, I think he eventually ended up on, like, Star Trek somewhere. You know, I think he was on one of the one of the newer I love, TV shows. I love shows. the dynamic of the rap trio. You know, it's your average rap trio. You got super positive Christian dude. You have science whiz. Yep, your explosive guy. <laughs> yeah, explosive guy. Explosive and then you're guy. like get rich by any means necessary guy. Yeah, then you have your rapper in year two thousand. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's. <laughs> It's you have the guy who's like literally in like D twelve. He's in like Eminem's D twelve group. <laughs> and the only person you're missing to make your super group is Neil Diamond. Yeah, that's true. That is true. If they had Neil Diamond in this, it might become the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> like saving Silverman or whatever it is. <laughs> saving Silverman in the hood. <laughs> but but then it's <laughs> It, it's funny because Ice-T is Ice-T in this. He is Ice-T. He is this, like, rap mogul because he has used the leprechaun's flute, which can brainwash people and mind control them. He's used that to gain infinite riches and power in the rap game and all that. And he has the leprechaun's statued, petrified body with the with the amulet that freezes him on it in a glass case in the center of his office, as opposed to in a well-protected vault somewhere yeah. <laughs> where no one can accidentally even get near it. <laughs> yeah, and then you get these three rappers come in and they decide to rob them and steal that amulet. Yep, yep, yep. And the guy that wants to be super positive shoots him, thinks he killed him, but, you know, his bling saved his life. Of course, his lucky chain or whatever, yeah, it's... It's funny because then he gets uh, the leprechaun rips his finger, lights his finger off. Yeah. It's his trigger finger. And it's so funny when later when he tries to pull the trigger with no finger and he's yeah. like, he's like screams in pain. Like that was the problem. <laughs> like it hurt too much, <laughs> even though he's missing the finger. <laughs> and then you'll see later in the movie, he's, he's pulling the trigger with his middle finger, <laughs> which is funny. But it's, it's, it's so crazy because one of the weirdest things about this movie is that it makes the most sense (laughs) story-wise it's also the movie i believe this is the movie that introduces the fact that the leprechaun's a pothead yes which you know of course it would because it's 2000 in the hood and you have to do that but then there's also the two the two yes it's the year 2000 jokes which is the trans jokes with um with uh miss fontaine or whatever and then um, the guys have to the two remaining guys because the um, the um, the guy get rich by any means necessary guy gets killed. And when he dies, his death might be my favorite because there's so many things that happen off screen to get to where they put his body that you have to stop and think about it. And it needed to be in there just because it would be hilarious. Yeah, he gets shot and killed. And then they take Stray, his name is Stray Bullet, by the way. They take him from where he died, which was inside. They take his body outside, down like down like to a quarry. They put him in a car that they find. It's not even their own car. They put him in a car that they find <laughs> and they leave him there with like a 
we we hardly knew you kind of thing it's like it's like we're boys for life and then they go over to like this like random homeless like couch they sit there and then they basically just leave stray bullet dead in this random ass car in like a junkyard essentially <laughs> it's like why didn't you just leave him dead on the floor yeah <laughs> you essentially desecrated the corpse just so you could put him outside rather than have them find him in a crime scene <laughs> What the hell is the matter with you? <laughs> you fucking idiots. <laughs> but then, of course, there's the blind jokes, um, which, of course, is the year 2000. Being blind is absolutely hilarious. And um, and then there are remaining the explosive guy and our Christian positive rapper guy. To infiltrate the leprechaun's hotel room, they have to dress up as women because it's it's funny because... Yeah, they should have had girls just want to have fun playing over the scene where they're right. getting. Oh, there's no that. way they can afford Cindy Lauper. <laughs> they can't afford Cindy. They could afford her like her generic like lounge act equivalent, probably. <laughs> but or like whoever does the music in that uh, the sex scenes in the room, like they yeah. could have gotten that band, <laughs> like dudes to guys or whatever. <laughs> but in. <laughs> that we hear the explosive guy is is informing um positive christian rapper guy he's informing him that the leprechaun is holed up in this hotel room and he says he's taken people from the neighborhood and when they go up they never come back downstairs i think he's fucking them to death is what he says actual quote so their plan hinges on the fact that he thinks the leprechaun is fucking these people to death so they dress up as women and go up to infiltrate because that's how they're going to get in the door. <laughs> and they, they bring back the uh, <clears throat> the four-leaf clover thing because they went and ground up four-leaf clovers into weed. Yep, yep. And in case of smoking, it would knock him out. And yeah. it's, it's oh my God, it's it's so ridiculous. Ice-T gets his gut blown out. <laughs> yeah, he gets exploded out because the leprechaun's powers in this include like, god-like ability invisible bullet right he can like he can manipulate things with his with his powers like he can just like flick his wrist and things will happen so that's what he does he does like a little finger flick and chests explode yeah and it's like okay he's all powerful what the hell is going on here but then it's it's like we said in the first which one is it where they don't call him a leprechaun four Okay. In space. in space. That's right. In this one, they don't call him a leprechaun until an hour and 14 minutes in. Before that, it's just the little green motherfucker, is what they call him. And but at least that, like in four, they just call him the alien. Right. It's like, what are we doing? What's, I mean, to space marines, he might be an alien. But uh, I love just a planet of leprechauns. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the leprechaun planet. But, we do get some more that like other leprechauns exist he's just a bad one yeah he's like the dick of the group but yeah. it's i don't know and then of course we get my god we get lep in the hood come to do no good yeah it is the rap song performed by warwick davis an actor a respected actor i'm assuming he was in willow He's one of the. I love Willow. Uh, Willow is. Yeah, he's one of the. Um, he's one of the many uh, creatures in Star Wars. He's he's had a career. He even had like his own little show on HBO at one point, I think. But he raps as a as a leprechaun. He's a rapping leprechaun, and yes. it's. I think at that point that was that would be when I just go. You know what? If I don't get. 10 million dollars to do this sequel if you want me to keep doing this you need to get me 10 million dollars stone cold cash i need it in front of me and then i will appear on set in your movie another five and i will act in it <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like you gotta be kidding me with this lep in the hood come to do no good it's like i know i get it this is 2000 it's, a, it's in the hood so he's got to be a, a rapper and it's it's the most cringeworthy white guy rapping ever because you just know that as a little person himself 
Warwick Davis has been subjected to all kinds of hate, I'm assuming, in Hollywood and just un, just untold assholery all around in his life. To have to go through this movie as Leprechaun, only to get to that last page of the script and see that he has to rap now. <laughs> see, like, he's going through and, like, doing his spell on people to make them his uh, zombie fly girls. I think that this was originally supposed to be in the middle of the movie. Yeah. And then they just moved it to the end. <laughs> Absolutely. It does. It does kind of play that way. It does kind of play that, like... We don't did, get any answers on the, how we got the zombie fly girls. No, no, we don't. We don't even see how we, we we're led to believe because twice in this movie, the amulet that freezes him goes up in the air. The first time it falls on him and it puts him back to stone, and that's how Ice T gets him. And then at the end of this, we are led to believe that this happened again, and that's how they caught the leprechaun. But it turns out positive christian rapper guy has now become a he's become large is what they say he's become a huge success but he takes his sunglasses off after his big rap performance and he's got the green eyes too so he has been under the leprechaun's control what happened with the amulet (laughs) who did it land on did it land on the rapper (laughs) right it just kind of glanced off him like at the last second he stepped out of the way he's like oh thank god i did that (laughs) (laughs) oh man if only i could do that more often i wouldn't be in these situations yeah right if only i took one step to the right i'd be fine but yeah it's it's the it's it's a terrible movie but it's the best of the franchise and it's 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 kind of fun it's it is and ice tea if it wasn't ice tea yeah it would almost be unwatchable but ice tea is ice tea throughout this movie and the craziest thing about ice tea is he's not an actor but he's so natural on screen that it, it's so he's like weirdly captivating. You're like, what's he gonna say next? Like, I yeah. this dude is just so cool. Like, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I see. It's like no matter what lines you give him, it's gonna be fun. It's great. Yeah, it's it's so funny. But like, it's like the John Mulaney sketches. Like, I can watch Ice T ask about things all day. <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah, Ice, you got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs> You work in the sex crimes unit. (laughs) He's a pedophile. You're going to have to get used to that. (laughs) Yeah, she got it. (laughs) But yeah, it's and and that's that's plenty on Leprechaun. Yeah, I'm done with this. God, like the only other option would have been like Pumpkinhead, and it's shit. That would have been even worse. You know. (laughs) But all right, Mike, why don't you tell? Wow, video weird horror section motherfucker <laughs> yeah exactly so why don't you tell people things you already know all right streaming pleasure spotify apple podcast overcast we're, thanks to anchor we're on like 12 different places go find well you already found us if you're listening to this so find it again tell your friends yeah uh you find us on instagram and facebook at happy hour films podcast I'll talk to Ross, go to Facebook. When I talk to me, go to Instagram. Uh, we are posting pretty regularly on YouTube now. We'd really appreciate it if you go get them to watch, uh, like, and subscribe our videos. Yeah, our uh, House of the Dragon snub versus Game of Thrones, bro. We kind of got off on a weird schedule. Weird schedule. While I was on vacation, but um, yeah. we'll we'll be back to putting more up. We have a couple of backlogs, so just to give you a heads up, they're not going to be directly related to the current house of the dragon episode they're just going to be related to the show in general so we're we're not gonna you don't worry about spoilers with these yeah. you know because i am actually an episode behind and as of tonight i'll be two episodes behind but um i'm planning on watching after we record <laughs> yeah there you go so and my wife and i'll probably watch tomorrow night or something like that but so next week continues our lesser our icons but we're back up to a guy who is now currently back in the horror uh zeitgeist with yeah this guy is really him and him and pinhead are just shy of the top four like they they're like we read your applications and you guys are qualified but we do have better candidates (laughs) yeah and he's he's definitely more along the lines of like jason and more and like michael myers in the sense that a lot of mystical shit has to happen and it happens throughout all of these movies to keep this franchise going. And they even introduce like 
a bride for him and all that. So <laughs> of course there's all kinds of shit. So of course we were talking about Chucky and we we're talking about the child's play franchise. Uh, again, this is a franchise that has like 10 movies in it. <laughs> a TV show. And a TV show, which is apparently pretty good. I'll never watch it, but I'm told it's pretty good. Yeah, isn't and Mark Hamill voicing him in the TV show? He voices him in the remake. Uh, in the new remake. I believe they got Brad Dourif back for the TV show, maybe. I don't I don't know for sure, but I do know that they have Devin Sawa in it. And Devin Sawa... We might have to do like a month where we do like actors that are just cool and like have been have done like have had like good careers. Uh, yeah. uh, it's uh, Brad Dorf is voicing Chucky in the show. Yep, so that's that's the OG. But um, we should we should really do a month where it's like actors that are just cool and like their they their movies are good and fun and they're just like fun because Devin Sawa will be like top of that list. That dude's just yeah. fun. Like and every I've never seen a movie with him in it that I haven't liked. You know, <laughs> like even Casper, stupid, but he's good. <laughs> you yeah. know, and Little Giants, I believe he's uh he's in. There. I love Little Giants. Yeah, and then of course Final Destination, Idle Hands, Slackers. Like he's got a great uh Great little resume until he, like, and even now, like, if you follow him on Instagram, the dude is jacked. Like, he is jacked now. And he's got these covered in tattoos. It's fucking crazy. It's like, of all the actors to, like, like, like age like this dude has, it's like, holy shit. <laughs> like, you would think he would have faded away by now, but nope. And he's, of course, in Child's Play. And uh, we will be, won't be talking about the TV show, but we will be talking about the movies. And, Homework will absolutely be the first movie. And so if you do the first movie, then probably one of the Bride of Chucky's. Um, Maybe the Seed of Chucky. Maybe Seed of Chucky, uh, something like that. We're going to bounce around a little bit. But um, until that time, when we do Chucky and Child's Play, I have been Ross Bacon. I've been Mike McGuigan. And we'll see you guys next time. So long.